There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more. Welcome to today's episode of Occupying Force. I'm Kimberly, and I'm here with Richard, my husband, Wilson. (laughs) And we're going to talk today about how a fast from isolation will benefit you. But before we get into our message, we just really want to encourage everyone that listens to our podcast to visit our website, www.watchmenarise.com. It's plural. Don't put in Watchman. You won't get our site because we're raising up a company of watchmen to look over societal issues that are going on and to be effective prayer warriors. So again, www.watchmenarise.com. So Kimberly, very interesting title, you know, <laughs> how a fast from isolation will benefit you. And all of us know what isolation is, that place where we've removed ourselves, where we've almost gone to a place of hiding and into a cave. And very interesting that we'd say, well, a fast from that. Everybody talks about fast today, you know, fasting from food, fasting from TV. But um, you got a great testimony of something that happened in your life. So why don't you share it with them? Well, back in 2008, I went through a major shift in ministry and had a season where everything all of a sudden shut down. I had been part of a major revival that was going on, and that came to an abrupt end. And the church I was going to took a major shift, and I no longer fit in there. And all of a sudden, I found myself not knowing where I belonged. And so I became very good at staying at home and connecting with people via the Internet. I love the computer. I love the internet. I love social media. I enjoy connecting those ways. In fact, I thought I was going to be an electronics engineer before God called me into ministry. So I've always had a fascination with technology. And so I would sit for hours at my computer every day and I would connect with friends that I had made from various prayer networks around the nation and ministry trips where I led worship via Facebook or via email or Twitter. And we would just connect that way. But what happened was I didn't have any local relationships that really had developed besides a handful of friends. So I became very isolated. So one day I was talking to the Lord and I'm like, oh, I can't handle this. I mean, I was really lonely. I felt like there was no one out there. I didn't fit anywhere. And the Lord says, I want you to do a 21 day fast from isolation. And I went, what does that mean, Lord? And he said, I want you every day for 21 days to call someone, to connect with someone, either go out and have a cup of coffee, go sit down, have lunch with someone, but get out of your home office and go out and go connect with someone. Now, those 21 days, I put it on Facebook. Hey, everybody, the Lord has called me to a fast from isolation for 21 days. My calendar's open. Who wants to meet? And so I had different people that contacted me and people I had never sat down with, people I had gone to church with, people that I had been in ministry with, worked with. And it it was just amazing. I got to know people that I never took time besides bantering back and forth on Facebook. Now, I know I'm not the only one that's gone through that in this day and age. But what happened at the very last meeting, the Lord prompted me to attend a Kingdom Business Network meeting that a friend of mine, Everett Hamilton, held in Lakeland, Florida. And I showed up there and it was like, okay, 
Lord, I fit in with this group of people. And I had had a business career in my past before I went into full-time ministry. So it was very enjoyable to go in and sit with business people and talk with them and build relationships. And that developed into a whole other call of becoming their head intercessor for them. And it, it was just an amazing time. And it broke me out of that place of sitting in my house day in and day out and made me develop relationships. And so that was 2008, and here we are in 2021, and the year 2020, and we found ourselves being forced into isolation. Yeah. I mean, so many things in terms of how many people you could gather with, and whether you could gather with your family or not, and how many people could gather together in a church. Even the craziness of not being able to see your loved ones in hospitals. And so here we are now where, you know, all that's loosening up. We're coming out of it. And yet some people have grown accustomed, like you were talking about. We we're talking about even in terms of the business world. A lot of people are fine. I'll just work from home. And then you lose those connections because just like with you, you were connected with people online, but you weren't connected with them where you could really share life together and be with each other. So one of the things we're talking about today is the importance of community and being able to gather with people around you. And it's very important now in the time that we live in. So when we began to dialogue about this, we immediately thought about John the Baptist. So we're going to read a, a portion of scripture out of Matthew chapter 11. And I'm just going to start with verse 2. It says, Now when John, while imprisoned, heard the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense. So they go back and they give this report to John the Baptist. Now, you know about John the Baptist. He's in prison. You know, he's, he's about to be beheaded. And so one of the things that we had talked about was what, what are those things in life that'll almost drive us into isolation. When trouble comes and things take a shift, a major shift like this, and it looks like, well, things seem to be going pretty good, and now it's not going that direction anymore, you'll lose sight. You'll lose sight of what's really going on around you. Interesting that Jesus pointed him to the very things of, wait a minute, John, I recognize where you are. I care about where you are, but, Make sure you don't forget about what God's up to around you. And so for us in our lives, we've got to be able to take when we find ourselves in that, it's pushing us into that place of isolation. Then ask God the same question that John the Baptist asked Jesus. God, would you please show me what are the things that are going on around me? And right after this dialogue, then Jesus begins talking about John the Baptist. He begins laying out even the gift that John the Baptist was. One thing that he goes on to say in verse 14, he says, And if you are willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah, who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so we recognize Elijah went through the very same thing. 
So after this major battle of winning against the prophets of Baal, you know, and then all of a sudden coming out of that and running into conflict, then Elijah does the same thing, except he's not put in prison, he runs. And so in his running, he hides under a juniper tree and God sends an angel, stirs him up. Then he does the same thing of going into a cave. And so God in the same way has to come to Elijah and say, well, wait a minute, Elijah, you need to get out of here. And then there's this poor me mentality. He's like, I'm the only one, nobody else. So look where I'm at. And God responds back to him and says, I've got how many others? I got 7,000 others. You're not the only one, Elijah. So that's the case so many times when we feel like we're the only one. You know, when I was sitting there in 2008 and everything seemed like it fell apart, all the, the dreams that I had had in ministry and all that just totally were gone, it seemed like. And the Lord's like, no, you're not alone. You're not the only one that's doing that. And so that fast from isolation forced me out of that place of poor me yes. <laughs> into, oh, wow, there's other people that I can connect with and I can be who I am and enjoy this new season that I just entered into. And guess what? When he did that for you, then you say, well, wait a minute, God's up to something over here and I can be a part of it. I can join in with it. Another thing that will drive you into that, which we call isolation, all those voices begin coming at you is like Elijah. We used to use this with people that went on missions trips or people went to places and really saw God move. We said it was so easy when they come back to get this same Elijah complex. And, and it would, they come back and they're all hot for what God did. And then they come back to their home and they're looking around and the same things aren't happening. Maybe the same miracles aren't happening. Maybe the same passion, uh, people on fire for God's not happening. And they'll take on the same attitude. They'll say, well, you know, look, nothing's going on here. God's not doing anything. And it'll drive them to a point of isolation. I mean, literally pull them out of churches. They'll get mad at churches. They'll get mad at Christians around them because of that. So that's another thing that'll drive you into isolation. Well, and another thing that does is shame from sin. So often, you know, we have seen in the past with people that we've worked with that all of a sudden they disappear from the church realm and they're gone and you quit seeing them, you quit hearing from them. And it's like, what has happened to them? And so often the shame from something that happened whether they did it or someone in their household did, will pull them out and put them in a place of isolation. And this is really when you need community the most. And, and all of these, you need to be together. I mean, all through scripture, God talks about, it's about the body. You can't sever yourself from the body and think that then the life of God flows to you. God set it up that way. So community is important to God. The things of the body are important to God. You were created to be in community. God had family in mind from the very beginning and from family. He had then from that family then to connect with others. And we've talked a lot about that in past episodes. So here we are, we're talking about becoming an occupying force wherever God's planted you. Well, today we want you to see very clearly that you won't become an occupying force from the standpoint of isolation. You can't be by yourself because God didn't set it that way. The impact that you're going to have is when you're connected with other people. 
Perhaps you have been ordered to stay at home and work and you have lost that community and it's been a long time since you've been in an office environment where you had friends, people you went out to lunch with, coworkers that you were able to have some social time at work and connection. Let's talk about how to be deliberate in this day and age. You know, we're fortunate we live in the state of Florida and so we are, have been able to go about and visit other people and go to churches without numbers being restricted, but we're aware there's many places on this earth where you're still in a place of lockdown or you're very limited in who you can connect with. So I encourage you, ask the Lord, who do you want me to connect with? Who do you want me to have over for a cup of coffee? Who do you want me to go meet, you know, at the park and go have lunch with? And we'll each bring a bag lunch and meet. What can I do, Lord, to get out of this house and not be totally stuck on a computer, on the phone all day or in Zoom, where I can actually sit face to face with another human being and see where God wants to go with this friendship and this relationship? We really encourage you today to take that time. Ask God, begin to look, be intentional about getting out, and then, God, who, who do you want me to be with today? That's where you're going to find life. When we talk about life abundantly, it's not connected with just Jesus and no other people. We understand the power of relationship with Jesus, and we completely agree. That's the catalyst point. That's the touch point. But the life of Jesus flows out of you to other people, and the life of Jesus in other people then will flow to you. We just pray for you today. Those of you that have found yourselves almost becoming comfortable, being isolated, being said, well, I can, th this is fine. I can just talk to people in, uh, on the phone or Zoom calls or whatever. Kimberly and I agree together today that it's time for you to come out of isolation, that you would begin waking up in the morning, God would put somebody on your heart, and you would call them and begin to get connected once again. We just prophesy to you today, now is the time of reconnections, new connections, and being willing now to move out and not be comfortable where you are. And so, Lord, we just say today where the enemy has had the words quarantine, social distancing, stay-at-home order, swirling around us and permeating us through media, through different methods that we've received the news. Lord, we just say today, annihilate that structure off of your people. Pull them out of the caves, pull them out of prison where they can think bigger and they can have their freedom once again. And Father, all the fear, all the loneliness, the suspicion, the isolation, that I am alone and I have no choice, I have to do this. Lord, we just say those words, those accusations that have bombarded the thoughts of your people, that Lord, we just say they be cast to the ground today for your glory, Jesus. And Lord, we say it is a time now for your people to connect. It's a time for them to find one another. So Lord, we pray for each and every one listening to this podcast today that you have divine connections, that you develop those intentional relationships, and that you cause the kingdom to grow in your area because you, with others that live there, become the occupying force to bring change. And we agree upon these things today in Jesus' name. 
So once again, we're really glad that you connected with us today. We ask that you'd subscribe to our podcast channel wherever you connect with podcasts. And we also ask you once again, connect with us. We want to develop relationships with those of you out there that are enjoying these podcasts. So you can do that by way you can email us at office at watchmenarise.com. Um, you can go to our website, watchmenarise.com, and there you'll see the other resources that we have. You'll see the other things that we're talking about. And so we'd just love for you to do that. Thanks for listening.